welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Legion. It is your boy Jake, and here with me tonight is my man Mark. How you doing, bud? What's going on, dude? I'm very excited. We just wrapped up, or excuse me, we're currently wrapping up week three. We're uh, Monday night game is going on right now, but uh, this is how much I love you, man. That I'm willing to skip Monday night football to look at your face. Uh I appreciate that. I mean, I don't have the the sexy mustache like Clay has, um, so I hope it's it's okay. Well, we got a for a spoiler alert. I don't know if you've been watching the game. Do you have it on DVR? Or do you want me to say what just happened? Uh, go ahead. I'm no. I'm just getting updates on my phone, but my my phone. Oh, okay, so right you now. know about the pick six? No. Yeah. So it looks like there was a pick six. Case Keenum. Uh, does he still call himself Haha? I I don't know why, but I feel like Haha. He changes his name, but I know him as Haha Clinton Dix. It looks like he got a uh, a pick six. So oh, seven nice. nothing in the first. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I I figured the Bears defense was going to put more points than. Any other offenses up on the board tonight? So, yeah, this is the, this is a game that I'm really curious because I mean, I think one of the biggest surprises so far this year, besides freaking Daniel Jones's amazing game yesterday, was the the rise of Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver from the Redskins. Who yeah. the heck is this guy? This guy's a stud. I uh, know I picked him up after week one just because he had a nice performance and he was their number one option on the passing game. So I was like, okay, I picked him up and uh, he's been riding my bench. And I, I you know, I wish I would have played him last week. I had a, a position I could have played him in my flex in one of my teams. And uh, I'm really curious to see how he's going to do tonight against the Bears defense because that's going to be a real challenge. Yeah, right now, right now in my fantasy, I got I have two players playing from the Redskins. I got one in my dynasty league. Um, I have Monte Nicholson. The safety, uh, right okay. alongside with uh, Landon Collins, and then I have um, another one. I have Chris Thompson, because of the late scratch of James White, not playing in one league. I have James White in two leagues. One league it was amazing because James White sitting. I ended up uh, starting Darren Waller instead, as Ooh. my and as my flex, and that was a great great decision. Um, and then the other one in the other league, I needed another running back and the running back I have right now currently is Chris Thompson. So I'm really, I mean, he's, he's a pass backing cat. And so for me, I kind of want to see the, the bears smoke him Cause then I know I'm going to be seeing less, less of Adrian Peterson and more Chris Thompson just catching, you know, passes from the back. So, but man, it, it was, it was, a, it was a good week. Uh, there were a lot of surprises, a lot of highlights, um, I guess the first one, I guess, just to lead it off in terms of the surprise. I mean, Daniel Jones. I don't. Smoked I mean, him. I know that he's playing against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Bucks have been. I mean, they looked decent against the the um against the Forty Niners, uh, mm-hmm. but again, that was kind of you know a long time. Uh, Jimmy G missed most of all of last season because of the ACL. He looked atrocious in the preseason. So, you know, that's a first game kind of a jitter. He, the uh, Tampa Bay looked really good against the, the, the Panthers. I mean, they completely shut down uh, Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey. But now you kind of know a little bit more of what was going on with Cam Newton. Um, so I didn't really know exactly what was going to go on in this game. And Daniel Jones, 336 yards, four TDs, two passes, two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. And I mean, in the in the league that I'm in, I mean, he scored over 40 points. I mean, he he just went bonkers. And 
I don't know how how much that would be sustained because I think I think I was I was listening to the fantasy football focus podcast um, yesterday, and they were mentioning that the Giants just finished having like one of the biggest comebacks since like the '60s when they did it against the Redskins, and it's it's nuts because now we're going to be looking at a Daniel Jones minus a Saquon Barkley, who it looks like he's going to be out with a high ankle sprain for. I mean, I, I've heard, I mean, you mentioned, what was it, four to eight weeks? I've heard six weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think anywhere in that time frame. So, I think in this week, I can't think of a bigger loser than any fantasy owner that owns Saquon Barkley because Ooh. that that hurts and that one hurts. And, you know, well, I, yeah, he, he went over, number one overall in a lot of drafts. And, uh, yeah, when you see the number one overall pick, I mean, I could think about a lot of people who grabbed Le'Veon Bell last year and he didn't play at all. And, you know, it's not going to be as bad, obviously. You've got a couple of weeks of production already, and then we will see him again at the end of the year. But, yeah, you don't want to see your number one any position go down for any amount of time. It it does hurt. It does impact, uh, especially when you have someone who puts up numbers like Saquon. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think talking about Daniel Jones and seeing how, I mean, how smooth he looked. I mean, he looked he looked really good. I mean, there, there were times, yeah, he held the ball a little too long. He got sacked five times. Uh, so... But I, with the limited weapons, especially when you lose a talent like Barkley, I mean, Evan Engram had himself a game. Sterling Shepard had himself a game. And now somebody that, unless the Giants make some sort of a trade, I don't think they will, especially because of how interchangeable the running back position is. Somebody you got to keep uh, keep an eye out for is Goldman. Yeah, and also one thing you'd like I'd like to keep in mind too uh, when we're talking about this Giants offense is we have one. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, he's returning the wide receiver um, from Golden uh, Tate. Golden Tate. Why couldn't I think of Golden Tate? Um, uh, that's why yeah. I'm here, man. I'm here to just back you up. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day of beekeeping, Mark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Golden Tate's coming back, and I think two more weeks. So that'll be a huge addition for a huge weapon for Daniel Tate or Daniel Jones. I'm all <laughs> I'm all thrown off right now. I'm off my game. It's all that honey, man. You're sniffing to your high on your high off honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, the pollen's getting to me. There it is, man. It's all good. I just came um, back but- from I just came back from Boy Scouts where uh, they're getting ready to teach my son's group. Well, he's in Cub Scouts, um, where they're now going to start learning how to use knives. Oh but, boy! But yes, because if you see the group that my son's in, these kids are all nuts. There's maybe three kids that are calm, and then there's about twelve that are just bonkers. I'm Future like, convicts. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm joking. And I'm like, whoa, maybe. I mean, if they were a little older, I, I it's like I can't imagine how this is going to be with these kids with knives. But anyways, that's you know that's a that's a father's issue, I guess. Uh, but oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think with Daniel Jones, I mean, I, I'm really curious to see how many people, like how many starting, uh, like how many teams are going to put him into a starting lineup this this following week. Now, now they're going to be going up against next week with, against the Redskins. Yes, it's a divisional game. They're going to be playing at home. I am really curious because I think that Daniel Jones. Um, he 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 made a case because I think not not too many people watch Duke bas- uh, Duke football, you know, so no. I don't think there's there's been too much tape where I think he surprised with a lot of people on just how athletic he is. 
And I think that's something that surprised a lot of people last year with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. everybody that they talked about is that this kid had an arm like a cutler where he could throw it 100, 100 yards, you know, sitting down. <laughs> but no one envisioned that, dude, this kid's an athlete. Like, he can run. And we saw we saw glimpses of that. Now, again, I'm not calling Daniel Jones Lamar Jackson. But, he, I mean, he, he, he surprised me. Hey, four rushes for 28 yards. It's a start. It's more than Lamar Jackson and had I mean, in his hey, That That's true. And, 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 he has already doubled Eli Manning's entire career in rushing touchdowns. Eli made his entire career just one touchdown. Daniel Jones has doubled it, meaning Giant fans, you guys are getting four Super Bowls in Daniel Jones's future. I mean, that's oh my god, there it is. That's a bold prediction, but uh, you know what? Well, if he keeps happen. playing, I, know, I was gonna say if he keeps playing like he did last night, maybe get a couple more weapons. Quan comes back nice and healed. You never know. Uh, but I would like to go ahead and talk about one person that surprised me that you kind of mentioned earlier. Um, mostly surprised me because, and it, it, it's going to hurt to say this, it hurts because of how crappy the team is. And I know very well because it's my Oakland Raiders, and the person who's actually performing well for fantasy football is the tight end, Darren Waller. Oh. I mean, uh, he's he's looking hot right now. Uh, he's four. 14 targets and 13 receptions and 134 yards. I mean, those are those are Travis Kelsey numbers right there, minus no touchdowns. Uh, but, you know, it's not that often you see tight ends go for over 100 yards in a game and with that much efficiency. Plus, he had a one rush for seven yards to add on top of that. Um, but, I mean, it's it's he's looking crazy for tight ends right now. Um, his efficiency rating is 89.7% on all of his catches, which means he's in all three of his games, he's only missed one of his targets. He's been seven for eight in week one, six for seven week two, and now 13 for 14. Um, he's looking like a very, very, very solid tight end, one that's not going to let you down. Well, I mean, the Raiders, so they could always let you down. I know from experience. <laughs> well, and, and the thing that I think that it's really important to keep an eye on when it comes to Darren Waller is that next week they're going to be playing against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Indianapolis Colts have arguably the the best linebacker in football, which is Darius Leonard. But Darius Leonard did not play this past week due to him being in the uh, concussion protocol. So you don't necessarily know where is he going to be in this game. So that could play a major factor in Waller potentially having another monster game because, as you know, as being a Raider fan, besides Joe Flacco, which was expected, the Raiders' uh, defense has been getting torched. And uh, right now, I mean, that could be a huge factor when you lose Jonathan Abrams. Uh, that That's a big deal. I mean, that's a first-round safety. LaMarcus Joyner hasn't really been living up to the hype. Uh, so, I mean, we'll have to – I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, right now, uh, the Raiders – I mean, the pass rush was kind of non-existent because between Max Crosby um, – did I, I didn't even see uh, – did, Fer- did uh, Farrell play? Because uh, I, I, I know he got hurt the following, I know he got hurt the following week. So I don't necessarily know because the the name that you've been hearing a lot on the defensive line has been Benson Mayowa, 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 yeah. Ma, something like that. Mayowa, something. Yeah, and I mean, and he's recorded enough. in two games in part time snaps. He's recorded three sacks. I mean, he or four sacks. He's been a monster for the Oakland Raiders. Forced uh, fumble against Mahomes. Absolutely, and then. I mean, myself, luckily, I, I, I didn't start him in my Dynasty League, but to hear Whitehead, I mean, he also has been a little disappointing as well there in the middle linebacker position. So, I mean, 
I I envision Darren Waller maybe to have a decent game. No matter what, I think that he's their main target because honestly, Hunter Renfro has not been targeted as much as I thought because that kid his hands are as sure as they get you know as they can get. Mm-hmm. But it, it just at least right now, I mean, again, he's a rookie. Um, it hasn't clicked yet. So, I mean, me having Darren Waller, I mean. I love this. I mean, I can't. You can never envision uh, a tight end getting fourteen targets. That's like Dak Prescott rookie rookie year with uh, Jason Witten doing five yard button hooks. The only difference is these are huge plays. Yeah, so, hundred thirty four. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean thirteen over, of, thirteen almost, of fourteen targets. I mean, this is that's efficient. So this is just clean. I mean, Darren Waller. He he's he's been a surprise. He's been a really big surprise. Uh, he was also one of my surprises as well. So since you kind of used that one. Uh, I'm going with, I know he's been a big target, um, a big topic on the show, uh, which is Austin Hooper, mainly because I've been trying to figure out with me trading a Zach Ertz for a Hooper and Marlon Mack, I've wanted to see, am I an idiot for making a decision like that? For being a fantasy football owner, I am really excited next week because the Raiders, not only in pass, but they have been really bad against the run. <laughs> so I'm actually, as somebody who owns Marlon Mack on a fantasy team, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But Austin Hooper, six receptions, 66 yards, nothing really to talk about there. But he is little by little becoming one of Matt Ryan's favorite red zone targets. And in this game, two touchdowns, and that's a big deal. Again, and that was against this Colts defense. But again, this was against a Colts defense without... Darius Leonard, who captains the, the you know the middle of the field, so I guess it 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 all depends on what happens with that defense to determine uh, Darren Waller. But I I can only see after a week like this between these two tight ends, um, I think that the gap is closing in terms of the tight end conversation where it's always been the Kelsey, the Ertz, Kittle last year kind of jumped into that conversation. But now, having a healthy Evan Engram, Darren Waller, who, I mean, I don't think anybody heard of him unless, they were, nowhere. unless they were watching Hard Knocks, like myself, and that's the only reason why I, I know his name, and like uh, and Keelan Doss, that's the only reason why I know them, uh, but Austin Hooper as well. I mean, it's, and even for yourself, the, the one that you're going to talk about next, who is somebody that you're really excited that you were able to pick up, which is uh, Will Disley. Yeah, Will Disley did amazing. I mean, he's got... Um, shoot, I don't have his, give me one second. Uh, oh, so you didn't have his stats. Oh, so when you were just talking to me, you were just like riffing? Yeah, yeah, I was just riffing because I, I was glad I picked him up. I had somebody else actually down for my, uh, okay. my last Well, then, in, in the meantime, while you're actually looking for that, I'll just fill up some, uh, some airtime. Uh, okay. I got to say that I feel really good. I mean, I know that the week before I looked really bad in terms of predictions on who I thought was going to have a big week. Um, if it wasn't for Julian Edelman getting hurt right before halftime, he already had 19 points uh, between the touchdown. I mean, he was he was he was on pace to have a monster game. But I, I think even for having him for a half and scoring 19 points, I think everybody who had Edelman will be proud of that. And also, I mean, dude, I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about this before, where it was Mike Evans had himself a game. Ooh, we both called that one. That was, I was I felt really good about that one. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, take that, Matthew Barry." <laughs> that like that's how I felt. So when I saw that game, and again, like I was mentioning, I am somebody that has Chris Godwin. 
So I knew that Mike Evans was due for a monster game. And, you know, unfortunately for someone like me, Godwin suffers. But, I mean, Janoris Jenkins, man, that guy, poor guy. That guy, somebody's got to have like a, you know, like hired a private investigator to try to find him because he was missing on that game. Because, I mean, <laughs> Mike Evans went off. I, I don't even know his stats, but I know it was like eight or nine catches for like 190-something yards and three touchdowns. He had a monster game. And, I mean, it was due. It's good to see Jameis Winston. I mean, I, I, I'm not a buyer on him at all yet because he has looked so mediocre the previous two games. And I don't know if it's so much as a, a testament of being against the Giants, but he looked really good. He looked really good. Yeah, I mean, it was the first glimpse of what a lot of people expected to see with Bruce Arians taking the helm of that offense um, with an explosive air raid. And, I mean, you know, we had talked about Mike Evans was his first round wide receiver, um, you know, fantasy, and he put up 45 fantasy points, which killed me because it handed me one of my first – losses in one of my leagues as well as Russell Wilson. I mean, the two of those guys put up almost 90 points together um, in the PPR league. And, you know, that brings me back to Will Disley, his tight end, who's looking really good. And I'm really happy I found him because my tight end landscape was looking dismal. I had Hunter Henry, who obviously got hurt after week one. It was bouncing around with Vernon Davis. I had picked up also um, TJ Hawkinson, who, you know, after his week one performance, I picked him up and he hasn't done jack squat for me. He's had two receptions in two weeks um, at eight yards, not anything you want on your roster. So I'm glad I found Will Disley. He was seven for six. It was 62 yards and a touchdown in garbage time last night. And uh, I was just really glad, you know, it's a pretty solid. He's had a, a two touchdowns last week. So, you know, three touchdowns so far, three weeks, it's a, uh, you know, looking like a pretty decent tight end pickup, and I'm actually going to be starting him in both of my uh, two out of three leagues next week. So I'm pretty happy I grabbed him. So like a, a, a question here would be, if you were Ron Rivera, would you start Cam Newton knowing that he's hurt and he's not going to be coming back next week fully healthy? Or would you end up playing again Kyle Allen? Because Kyle Allen had himself a game where he threw for 261 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He looked phenomenal. I mean, this kid, I mean, I know that in when you're coming from college and you're coming from a school like Houston or Texas Tech, I mean, I mean Case Keenum, Case Keenum was a stud. In te- uh I believe he was Texas Tech, correct? Case Keenum? Oh, I I, I, don't, I, I, I I don't care enough to know for Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I believe cuz I think he was the quarterback during the whole like Mike Leach era when everybody was like whoa Mike Leach this guy's he's like the genius he was like but he was the genius before like Chip Kelly um so I'm pretty sure it was Case Keenum. and if you're a quarterback from those kind of schools you are used to putting up monster numbers in college so you know that there's got to be some sort of talent there and I mean he he definitely showed it in, in this in this past game against the Arizona Cardinals um, again, yes, it is against the Arizona Cardinals, but I mean, you can't, you, I mean, you can't knock someone when they're 19 of 26, 73% completion, 261. I mean, a, a rating of 144. I mean, he was, he was close to perfect in, in you know, getting that 158.3. So he was, it was really good. And it makes you ask that question. I mean, do you rush, do you rush a Cam Newton? Or do you play um, this Kyle Allen and see where this gets you, you know, for the following game? And 
I don't know, man. It's 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 a it's an interesting one because I believe I believe that their next game is against the Houston Texans and the Houston Texans the defense minus Jadavian Clowney. I mean, JJ Watt has been non-existent this season. Uh, I mean, it's not really. I can, I can I can see where I mean the next two games are against Houston and then Jacksonville and Jacksonville's got themselves a really good pass rush. You don't necessarily know how Cam Newton's health is going to be, but I, I would definitely put Kyle Allen on your radar, on top of you know Danny Dimes uh, to you know make sure that the their quarterbacks to look at. Oh yeah, definitely. And to to answer your question, I would definitely ride the Kyle Allen wave if I was uh, Ron Rivera. Um, you know, Cam has not. You know, he says he was. I mean, it's questionable on how healthy he was week one. Um, you know, week two, obviously, we've seen him leave, and it was not looking good for Cam. It hasn't really been looking great for Cam. He hasn't been looking like the Super Bowl quarterback um, from a couple years back. Uh, I would, Kyle Allen looked impressive. He looked great. And I would ride that Kyle Allen wave for as long as, I mean, if Cam Newton says he's 100% ready to rock and roll, Give him a shot, but I mean, let him battle it out because right now Kyle Allen has looked way better. And than and somebody has. and somebody that you know and would be really Allen happy to see him would be uh, Greg Olson. It's Greg Olson. Car- Six receptions, seventy-five yards. I mean, and two receiving touchdowns. I mean, Greg Olson is. I mean, we've always known Greg Olson to be one of those great tight ends. Has always been there. He's had some trouble in the past, uh, staying on the field. But when he has been on the field, he's been productive as anybody. And, I mean, his last two games have been pretty monstrous where I think he is just fifth in just receiving yards. And I believe he's one of the top tight ends in terms of uh, touchdowns. So Greg Olson as well. I mean, he was a surprise as well because I I just don't know how this guy who's had so many ankle issues and issues with his feet, how he's just he's still doing it and he's doing it great. Yeah, I know that, like, uh, I think he had two or three injuries last year where it would take him out of the field where he'd come back and, like, get taken out. And, you know, it was someone that wasn't even on my fantasy radar. But this year he's been coming out there looking great, looking healthy. And uh, I actually had him – tried to grab him on waivers, but I, I wasn't able to. And, I'm, you know, uh, he's looking really good, uh, like a solid option throughout the rest of the year, uh, even with Kyle Allen, or, excuse, Kyle Allen or Cam Newton at the helm. Uh, but one more person I would like to really bring up for the, my surprise of the week was Philip Lindsay. I mean, he had 21 rushing attempts for 81 yards against Green Bay for two rushing touchdowns um, and five targets for four or four receptions on five targets for 49 yards. Uh, it's not the most impressive game, most impressive stats. He, he put up some nice fantasy numbers, but he was pretty much their entire offense. Joe Flacco was non-existent. He was you know, terrible. I'm not a believer in Joe Flacco. I haven't been for a couple years now and um i mean he he carried that offense and you know he looked really good for fantasy point um you know i've seen him on waivers still surprisingly in one of my leagues and i would definitely pick him up if he's still floating around there because he had a hell of a game and uh he might look like he be he might look like he's going to be getting the majority of the carries from now on too um in this week when when we were looking at like disappointments i was kind of uh, you know, rushing over here, and I was trying to think, like, man, who are who are people that have been really disappointing? And it, it was kind of funny because when I was looking at it, I was in one of my fantasy football chats, and you hear something that you would have never, you never would have thought that week three hasn't even finished, and you already hear people saying that Devonte Adams is on the block. 
and it's and and that was and that's a testament to man you're you're looking at a Devonte Adam where his his stats so far this year is 15 receptions for 198 yards i mean that's what he would get daily last last season <laughs> and not even and does not have a touchdown yet it it does not look good this past game four receptions for 56 yards uh, another disappointment that i have with me is um which i would not have expected either only six receptions for 101 yards one td Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, this past game, three receptions, 15 yards. I mean, Stephon Diggs is one of those wide receivers that for some teams, he's your, your number two that you probably got in the early third, fourth round. And I don't know, man, it's it's not looking good. I mean, again, this was against a Raiders defense that gave up two touchdowns to Adam Thielen. Um, it's, I don't know, if, if there were, I mean, Devontae Adams, for a lot of teams, it was probably the first pick right after for some DeAndre Hopkins or maybe some who are still believers in Julio Jones, I mean Devontae Adams was right he they were the they were the next ones. And right now for me to be looking at a chat and somebody saying Devontae Adams is on the block, I actually reached out because clearly he's gotta be really frustrated with him that I'm kinda see I mean he's he's selling him right now. And it's not like he's trying to sell him at a high. So I I'm trying to put a feeler to see exactly because you have to believe that Devontae Adams, who has such great chemistry with with Aaron Rodgers, that that's got to that's got to pick up sooner or later. Uh, this is more, I believe, Aaron Rodgers trying to get used to his chemistry, who does not play in the entire preseason with uh, with uh, Lafleur, the coach. I mean, there there's a lot that needs to go there, a lot more trust that needs to be built. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, but Devontae Adams, that De- him and Stephon Diggs, but mainly. It, if we're talking about specifically, I would say last for week three, Stefan Diggs, three receptions, 15 yards. That's that's not going to cut it. No, and like you mentioned, I know a lot of people, that was their wide receiver too, like you mentioned. And yeah, Oakland's defense is not a, a shutdown defense. People torch them all day, like you'd mentioned earlier. I mean, how many receivers last week had touchdowns from uh, Kansas City? Then again, that is Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball compared to Kirk Cousins. Um, but yeah, Stefan Diggs... He, I mean, he's known for catching the short routes and usually making them burn, you know, burning them, but he wasn't getting it done against Oakland. Um, But yeah, I actually put Devonta Adams for one of mine because like you'd mentioned, I had picked him up in my first round pick in two of my leagues. So he was supposed to be my wide receiver one. He was supposed to carry the rock. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, it hurts. I mean, I I have Barkley. I mean, at least Adams will at least score points, just not much. (laughs) <laughs> no, and thankfully I did um, back him with Amari Cooper, who has been surprisingly one of the most consistent wide receivers this year. Um, but yeah, Devontae Adams, I would actually, I was actually considering putting him on the trade block, but due to me picking him up in my first round pick, he is a non-droppable player in our NFL fantasy app, and I look like I'm stuck with him. So I hope he will turn around, like you said. I'm hoping uh, he will come back to it and um, – provide that wide receiver one, those wide receiver one numbers, because right now he's definitely not. Um, I think both of my wide receiver twos in those two leagues, I picked him up are outperforming him. I got, you know, John Brown on the bills and Amari Cooper, and they're both putting up, you know, touchdowns in each game, you know, and more yardage. Um, But one of the other flops I got for week three, um, which was last night's game, which was ugly. And uh, I had mentioned to you, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but, 
I seen this player go for the number one overall pick in one of my drafts, and that was already surprising. But the way he's playing now it looks like he should not be drafted at all. But that's Baker Mayfield. I'm, I, I would ditch him if I had him as my quarterback. I'd be looking for a flyer for my quarterback each week. But against the Rams, he was 18 for 36. Uh, you know, that's 50% of his completions. That's not good at all. He had 195 yards, not even 200, um, one touchdown. And if you watched it, I mean, it, the numbers speak a little bit better than how it actually looked because that game was atrocious last night. Yes, it was. He couldn't, he, he couldn't get – if the ball – he didn't get the ball out of his hands right away. He was rolling out to the right, the same thing every time. He was getting hit, throwing the ball away. Uh, he looked scared. Um, he was rushing out of the pocket way too early. Um, he had one rush for negative yards, three sacks and a fumble. Uh, Baker Mayfield was supposed to be the one to lead the Browns to the, you know, AFC North and the Super Bowl. So it's not looking like it with those numbers. That was a big, big disappointment for me um, with all the hype that was built around Baker Mayfield this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still a believer in him, but I am worried because – Right now, the little bit of that magic that you saw last year with Freddie Kitchens, uh, I mean, one of the biggest disappointments outside of is, like you said, man, Baker Mayfield's running everywhere. I mean, that offensive line does not, that looks really weak because it looks like Baker Mayfield, again, yeah, he's, I mean, I I don't necessarily know how, because I don't put it all on him. But there have been plenty of throws where you know they it they were it was you can tell that they were his fault. I mean by him overthrowing. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm still a believer, but I am in that in that little bit of the panic mode because the Rams that Rams defensive line. I mean we Aaron Donald finally woke up in the stat sheet where he recorded his first sack. I think he also got a half sack. Uh, Clay Matthews had himself a game, especially that that second half. They looked that defensive line looked dominant, and um, but I mean, if we want to start getting into it I, now, this could be more of a, a, an issue on my end with uh, in terms of hype, because as I've mentioned to you before, I love slot receivers, especially with PPR. I love to look at them, uh, but the one that I'm getting worried about the most is Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry has been a bust. I mean a bust that luckily I think he still has a name and people love that name that I I, I was in, in my dynasty league because the way these these numbers were being thrown for these superstars I was like you know what let me try to get somebody that was locked up I mean Jarvis Landry he's always been guaranteed about 80 to 90 catches a season I mean you would think with OBJ and Nick Chubb I mean he's going to ha- he's going to be doubled less and he will be there, but I mean, this is also a reflection on Baker Mayfield because you're looking at Jarvis Landry, nine targets and only three receptions, sixty yards, and I think sixty yards is Jarvis Landry's most most yardage in the game. So, yeah, definitely cause for concern. Um, I, I I don't really know like where where Cleveland's at because I don't think their schedule gets any easier. I think it actually gets a little bit more difficult. Because they're going to be going up against now Baltimore. And after Baltimore, I don't want to say it's... San Francisco doesn't look great, but their defense has looked really good. Their defense is completely a different defense than it was last year. And after that, you're going up against Seattle. Um, Now, I believe it is at home, so that should 
help maybe a little bit, but Seattle's still tough. I mean, my you know the New England Patriots they might not give a touch they might not give up a touchdown this year defensively. I mean, if it wasn't for a muffed punt and a pick six by the backup uh, uh, Stidham, I mean, the Patriots defense till this time still have not given up a touchdown since the Super Bowl. Actually, since the AFC Championship game. So I don't know what kind of tear. I mean, I, I, I it is a product of who they've played. I, I, I agree it is a product of who they've played. But also, the Patriots last before, like just a couple of minutes left in the fourth quarter, they held the Miami Dolphins to less than 100 yards. Yesterday, they had uh, Luke Falk only 96 yards. I mean, they're, they're are, this defense is dominating. And it's, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, after New England is Denver. Denver doesn't look good offensively. But Vic Vangio, he's a great, he's a real, he's a defensive mind. I mean, Buffalo, I mean, <laughs> it's actually, it doesn't look like it's going to get easier for Cleveland until they play Miami in week 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, they got Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I don't think's looking good. Uh, Mason Rudolph looked completely overwhelmed yesterday. Um, and I feel bad for a lot of people who bought into, I mean, I almost bought into it, but Luckily, I didn't, but James Washington, a lot of people were buying into the hype. I think we spoke about it a little bit considering, you know, their, yes. their teammates. And, I mean, James Washington did absolutely nothing. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's going to be interesting um, what's going to happen well, now another, with week four. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, another James I wanted to bring up from Pittsburgh, actually, another huge, huge disappointment Oof. was James Conner. Um, again... You're going to get a good kick out of this. My running back one and one of my teams, I also have Devonta Adams, my wide receiver one. So my number one positions are not putting out for me this year, and I am uh, not loving it. But against San Francisco, who you did mention was looking good, you had 13 rushes for 43 yards and a fumble, uh, four receptions for 14 yards. Um, I mean, just no production there. Nope. Um, with their new quarterback for the rest of the year, it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any better. Um, you know, James Conner had those games last year towards the end of the year where he wasn't producing like he did at the beginning of last year. And I, I'm just not sure if he is the running back people were hoping for this year. Well, I, think, I think it's going to be even tougher because if, if Rudolph looks the way he did, I mean, you're going to put those eight men on the box and it's going to be really difficult. I mean, Pittsburgh's always been known. I think last year they had three offensive linemen as pro bowlers. And I mean, you're good, but you're not good enough to block eight guys. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's, and you, you know, when you got somebody like McDonald, I mean, his tight end, I mean, he's, I mean, he had two catches the the week before. So it's, it, you can't always have him as a max protect and having six guys on the line. Uh, but yeah, James Conner has not looked good at all. And I mean, he's kind of voiced his displeasure. Uh, it looks like he's been reading Twitter after the games and seeing a lot of people hating on him. And he kind of had some comments on that. So I mean, we'll we'll Not have to see, idea. but I mean, <laughs> James Conner was, for some teams, depending on where you were choosing, he was their R- your RB one. Yeah, and I mean, I I know I was overreacting, but after the week one performance and I saw how bad Pittsburgh looked, I immediately looked out for people and I traded him <laughs> in my in my dynasty league because he, I don't think you were overreacting. Well, but normally, I mean, when you go by a one-game sample size, kind of like how we're on the Kyle Allen, uh, Danny Dimes hype train, it, that's that's you know the reason because you kind of go by that game. But they looked so unconvincingly bad that it scared me. And 
I again I I also had him at a really high price tag. I had him at 19 million. He was my number one like the guy that I spent the most money on because I was not going to spend 30 million dollars on Kamara, which is where my dynasty league was getting at 27 for Saquon. Um I mean, I think Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he was like at 15, but he was such a question mark, you know? So yeah. I was like, you know, James Conner, no, man, they look great. I think that the the Steelers are going to be in a prove-it season. They're going to prove it to AB that they don't need him. And, uh, yeah, they kind of need him. Yeah, I mean, with Mason Rudolph throwing the ball, I don't know how much it would have helped, to be honest with you, because even Juju Smith-Schuster is not really, you know, living up to the hype that a lot of people drafted him as as well. I mean, as, luckily, I mean, he was luckily right up there with James Conner. I mean, luckily in, in PPR, he still looked good because he had 13 reception, but it was only for like 80 yards. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, yeah. in that case, I mean, that right there is 21 points. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's sustainable having a whole bunch of little dink and doinks. Maybe. I mean, if he's going to have 13 catches, I'm pretty sure anybody would take 13 catches a game uh, because that's. But I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't look good. I think James Conner. Uh, definitely in the, in the sense of fantasy is uh, a huge question mark. And I don't know, man, I would try to see what kind of little surprises you can get. Cause I don't, I don't see it getting better. I actually think right now that Pittsburgh is shambling and I, I, I wonder, I don't know if Mike Tomlin, cause Mike Tomlin's, his seat has been, you know, it's been getting warmer in these past seasons with a lot of questionable calls. I mean, Mike Tomlin, is one of the worst coaches when it comes to <laughs> clock management. And I mean, he's made some really bad questionable choices and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he can survive. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting to Miami level. I mean, Miami, I mean, at least Miami didn't lose by 40. Like they've done the last two games. I mean, they, that Dallas Cowboys game for someone my, like myself that really needed Dak Prescott to have like a monster game because the rest of my guys were underperforming. I mean, luckily he had those two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, but I mean, I don't know. The Steelers are going to be up there, and I don't, I don't know if with whoever's going to be their new franchise quarterback, because I mean, right now it looks like it's going to be either Miami or Pittsburgh that might get that number one, that number one spot. Yeah, well, one thing I'd like to add on is uh, just one little fact that makes it even worse. And they had four turnovers. Oh yeah, they won the turnover by four nothing. Yeah, yeah, and still got blown out, and it was terrible. Yeah. So I mean we'll we'll have to see. I mean I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to week four. Uh uh one game that I, I gotta say lived up to the hype was that Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I don't like either of those teams, but seeing those teams absolutely scared me as a New England Patriot fan. Because I mean we all know about Patrick Mahomes, but this Lamar Jackson is whoa. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't really get it done too much in the air this game. I mean, Mark Andrews was a, another disappointment, too. He was only three for seven with 15 yards, and he was the number two tight end coming into this week. Not what you expect from the number two tight end of the year. Um, but Lamar Jackson really couldn't do much. He got it done more on the ground. We've seen him make some amazing touchdown you know, maneuvers to get into the end zone. Um, but, yeah, that was actually the game I ended up watching after I watched Derek Carr slide at the line of scrimmage on third and six i uh switched it to the uh <laughs> baltimore kansas city game. yeah see like i wish i can i mean i'm gonna watch the entire patriots game and then w- during commercials is when i'm just looking at the other ones just trying to make sure how my guys are doing uh but yeah i did sneak in this one and oh man these these are those are two good teams baltimore and kansas city they both look really good 
Um, right now, it's I, I just need these Patriots to, you know, stay at the number one seed. At least try to, because I, I can't see them envisioning them beating either a Pittsburgh, I mean, I'm sorry, a Kansas City or a Baltimore if they're playing away again. Because those are their tough teams. And when it comes to mobile quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks scare me against the Patriots because those are usually the quarterbacks that give them the most trouble. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, in terms of that, yeah, we'll kind of there... be able to see. Uh... I'm sorry. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I, I figured you're going to talk about with Josh Allen, which I know on our on our comic book Legion chat, uh, some, uh, Blake, I believe he approached me in regards to like, hey, are you worried about the Bills? I mean, the Bills have always played the Patriots pretty tough. I mean, they got a stingy defense. Josh Allen has looked a lot better uh, this year, and we'll we'll get to see. I mean, the Patriots did kind of give Josh Allen nightmares last year. I mean, their Patriots <laughs> have been complete are much different this year. So I would love to see, but I mean, Zay Jones, John Brown, Cole Beasley have been really good. Uh, I mean, Frank Gore, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I, 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 I got that last minute touchdown for me in fantasy purposes because I invited him over Devonta Freeman, and Devonta Freeman actually decided to show up a little bit this week. Yeah, I was actually um, when I was looking at it uh, on my Sunday ticket, I actually saw like twice where it's like highlights, like Devonta Freeman thirty-four yard run, Devonta Freeman twenty-four yard. I'm like, man, I'm like, Jake finally got him, and you didn't even start him. <laughs> nope, I, but thank God Frank Gore actually outscored him uh, with that last minute touchdown. Um, Oh, so and glad. just to uh, just to give you a little heads up before we end up leaving here uh, and signing off, it looks like it is now twenty-one nothing uh, <laughs> Chicago over Washington. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has now thrown two touchdowns to uh, Taylor Gabriel. So Taylor wow. Gabriel is uh, three receptions for fourteen yards and two TDs. So he's had Expect a two to see him on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, a two yard <laughs> a two yard touchdown and now a one yard touchdown. So. Uh, Case wow. Keenum is not looking good. I mean, he's got that one pick. I'm trying to see how is it possible because they just finished scoring. They just finished scoring. Uh, so I don't know. It looks like, oh, Case Keenum has fumbled twice. So not only oh. has he had a pick six, but he's fumbled twice. So he's lost one. So, yeah, that's that's definitely the reason why it's 21 nothing, and there's still five minutes left in the second quarter. But with that being said, yeah, we're going to wrap things up. All right, Mark. I had a great night, and uh, you know I'm really looking forward to see how Week Four turns out. I know we're going to meet up one more time before then. Absolutely. So, Jake, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Nerd Grounds on Twitter and Beekeeper Jake. Always willing to chat comics, football, and MMA. Yes, and you can find me at Mark Reads Comics. Also, you can find me at if we're speaking in regards to CB underscore Legion, which is our comic book Legion uh, page. Also, you can find us at FFL Pod for the Fantasy Football Legion podcast. Um, And with that being said, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Have a good night.